0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Job Jumpers, the podcast for those who jump from crappy job to crappy job. I'm your host, Connor Mack. On today's program, we have Murph Meyer, who you may know from The Chris Gethard Show or his podcast, Self-Medicated Weekly Dose. Uh, We get into a lot. We talk about drugs in the workplace. We talk about the string of unionizations Throughout the service industry in America recently, Uh, we talk about the Adderall shortage. And as always, we talk about a whole lot more. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Murph Meyer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Job Jumpers. Uh, Today on the show, I have Murph Meyer, who uh, you may know from his podcast, uh, Weekly Dose. Or um, a million other things he's done, like the Chris Gethard show. Um, very, very funny guy, Murph. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on.
1: Connor, thanks so much for
0: having me, man. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you. You said you're on the West Coast now, right?
1: Yes, I. Uh, I moved. Uh, I'm out. I'm out in Portland now. So, I, oh, you know, cool. I was, uh, born and raised East Coast, and I was in New York for many years. But now I'm out here on the West Coast. So I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, figuring
0: out the old time zone. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that's. Funny that you know you said that because i've been I'm, I just started this podcast, and uh this is i think this is my sixth or seventh interview um mm-hmm. and before starting it i just I had completely forgotten of, of about the concept of time zones, and so like it's i'm on the east coast i'm in New England, so um I think pretty much everyone that i've interviewed so far has been on the west coast and, yep, <laughs> and so, yep. so 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 th- they're like well you know six o'clock for you is, is three o'clock for me so it's it
1: yeah it's it's weird it's hard to find the prime time especially when yeah. you've been wired uh, from that east coast i'm like yeah i'm coming out here it's a yeah it's a different i think i'm still my body still uh yeah is still over there so,
0: yeah yeah for so sure thanks
1: for thanks for for bearing with me oh yeah Beautiful no time
0: zones. no problem No you know no problem at all um ha- has has that been an easy switch otherwise for you uh, from the east coast to the west
1: yeah, I do like this. Uh, I do like this town. Uh, my wife is from here originally, so I, nice. I, I spent a bunch of time out here in Portland before moving here. Uh, but yeah, I like it. I, I dig the vibe. L.A. I don't care for much. So yeah, yeah, like West Coast. I'm like Seattle, uh, Portland, more more my vibes. LA,
0: yeah, so, yeah. No, that's that. That's kind of the vibe I get from those cities too. Obviously, L.A. is is corporate Hollywood and. Portland, yep. you know that's kind of like uh, we get. We're, we're the real. We're the real. Yeah, we're in the city. shit here. We're, yeah,
1: we're, we're mixing it up. <laughs> it's proud boys and Antifa every day battling.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if I've heard. If you listen
1: to the news. The so news. I've
0: heard. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, is it, <laughs> is Antifa an actual thing in Portland? Is an, an, an well, organized I'll tell you, collective? It's, uh, yeah,
1: you know it's it's Portland has a, actually has kind of a of, of a true uh, you know leftist community. They have a lot of uh, you know late labor organizing out here, a, a good history of that. And yeah, Antifa's you know it's like when fascists start showing their faces, it, it becomes funny that you know Antifa just takes on its own life. Where I'm like, listen, man, yeah, anti fascist. Yeah. I don't know what the hell to tell you.
0: Uh-huh. you know, if you
1: don't want to do the whole black block thing and all that, yeah, and you can take to the streets. And that's you know whatever. Uh-huh. That's not for everybody. But yeah. like I, I I figure we should all be you know Antifa. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's it's like the funniest thing to uh, you know use as like a a scaremonger tactic is like, oh, it's Antifa, and then you know they're like, well, what is it? What does that stand for? Anti anti fascist. Wait, so so are you saying that like you know you're you're pro pro fascist? Right. (laughs) What?
1: Yeah. It's it's a pretty fun name for that exact reason. They tried to they try to uh, you know boogeyman it, and then you're just when you get down to it, you're like, well, are you are you?
0: Anti or pro? Exactly. It's like you're you're telling on yourself a whole lot here by by uh, uh, you know bringing up this uh, this yeah scare tactic. Um, so this podcast is kind of about uh, my lifelong struggle with jumping from shitty job to shitty job um i i've uh you know been in the workforce for over a decade now i'm i'm, I'm 29 so
1: i was gonna ask if you don't mind my asking your age. Yeah. yeah so you're you're yeah you're, you're coming up you're the generation coming up just knee deep in this in yes this shit
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know i didn't go to college or anything i just kind of been been in the service industry hospitality yeah. like straight through so it's it's
1: so at least you didn't get fleeced and have a bunch of debt. Uh,
0: yes, fleece. well, yeah, you avoided that's, that, which is nice. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it's awesome. I've got a bunch of friends who went to good schools and, You're they're Godless. and there's you know, they, it it worked for them, but a lot of them, you know, they they ended up and they're working the same jobs I'm working and they're in a bunch of debt. So I I, I do feel bad for them and do feel like I I lucked out in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, but with this podcast, the first thing I like to ask really is, uh, I I like to kind of go into, um, uh, like a hypothetical, uh, like social setting. You know, when you go to parties or family gatherings with like family members, you don't really know too well. They're like, Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, what do you do? You know, what do you do? And obviously they're asking like what your career is, you know? And, um, for, for me, it's, it's a it's a tricky question cuz i i mean i don't fucking know i i could be starting a job and already in my head i'm like well i'm going to be here for like 2 months and then i'm going to jump ship and sure, sure. um you know i, I I know, you, you, you know you've been doing comedy for a long time, um, you've done some, some really cool things, but I, I know you've mentioned some, some other jobs in your past, which we can kind of uh, dig into, but taking work out of the equation entirely, entirely, even, even kind of on, on uh, uh, you know, the level that, that you're working at now, um, if, if you just took that question at face value, uh, Murph, what do you do?
1: Yeah, you know, that's th- 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 as soon as you started saying that, it, it my, my, uh, I I, 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 was thinking, I'm like, it's interesting. It's a little telling of, of our, of our culture. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like that being the catch all of like people are just saying, what do you do to, you know, to make money to pay, exactly. to pay your rent? Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, because yeah, that wouldn't be, I mean, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough, uh, I've done a lot of strange, uh, gigs, um, uh, over the years in terms of creatively, but I've been, I've been, uh, we're Just doing like various voiceover work, uh, some on camera stuff, um, you know, writing uh, gigs here and there. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it, uh, so. I would say f- being able to follow my creative passion and make a couple bucks doing that is, is a little bit different. So maybe it's okay to kind of say, I mean, that has its own problems with commodifying sure. something sure. that I love, uh, because it takes a little bit of the you know, the, the that that yeah, way, sadly. Yeah. Um,
0: inevitable, but.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it, but I feel like, so So I would just say to people, you know, if I'm saying I'm a comedian, entertainer, whatever, uh, if someone said, what do you do? Yeah. But yeah. I do think that, like, outside of that, even that, it's like, why define yourself? You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like you, when you really want to get to know somebody, it's like most, most people just do the thing to just do the damn thing. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people who are like... You know, you mentioned people went to college. I'm like, there's a handful of people I know who went, went specifically for something. Yeah, yeah. They, did, they, they got that. They, it was like, well, I did need this either technical skill to learn here or this degree to do you know X, Y, or Z or this knowledge to be able to take a, into a specific job. And I love it and I do it. I'm like, not many people have that. No, really. no, uh, that's, that's a rare thing. So very true. yeah, when, when, whenever my uncles are like, what do you do? You know, for a long time, it was just kind of like, even the first couple of years, I was professionally Doing it, uh-huh. uh, I'd be like, oh, actor, comedian, whatever. Like, well, yeah. what do you say? So you're a bartender, you're a waiter. Yeah, uh-huh. like, no, no. Uh-huh. I've been, I've been paying the rent. I've yeah. been paying the rent, yeah. doing, doing a yeah. little dance. Uh, so that, um,
0: that, that must be like a, uh, you know, such, a, such sweet revenge, right? You know, it's like, it, it's, it's like, you know, even if they didn't say it, it's like, oh, I, I know you've, you've doubted me for years, and <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> finally oh, for here sure. I am.
1: Yep, I come from a of a, a large family of ball bricks. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a fun little thing where they're like, and they're always like, "Wow, you're going to be telling jokes about us, I bad huh? You're going to make a lot of money telling, telling, oh, yeah. spilling all our, be- all the beans." In this <laughs> family. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, calm down,
0: yeah, yeah." I know it's not all about you, but yes, not all about yeah, you, yeah, thinking. exactly, right? Um, yeah, that's that's awesome, and 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 I, I, I guess I would imagine the in those first few years too. It's it's probably like a thing, at least. I'd imagine I would feel this way, where, like, well, yeah, it's going well right now, but I feel like any second it could fall apart and I could be back, you know, oh, stocking Lord. shelves or whatever.
1: I hear you, man. It's, I, I never take any of this shit for granted. I'm like, you see people, everyone just living to their means. It's like you see people yeah. who have, have 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 done a lot better than I have in this business, and and, you know, people are still... Uh, you know, seeming to go gig to gig here. So it's like, that is, a, that is an interesting uh, thing to consider too. I think it's just like, it's always when you get right down to the wire uh, that you, you know, that, that you're, that you, and I've always lived like before doing this, this kind of work. I, I've, you know, I, uh, I was all, I, I, I'm, I'm able to live kind of just, you know, hand to mouth. Uh, sure. Otherwise. So it's like, you know, when I, when I did make a couple bucks some of those years there, especially with like commercial voiceover. Down,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: When you get booked those big, it's like those residual checks coming in. Yeah. Wild. Uh but yeah, I'm uh, sure. you know that kind of that kind of stuff is like, you know, you have a great year and then you don't have you know, so it's 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 a, it's a weird way to to kind of go. You don't have the uh, the paycheck to paycheck like most you know people can kind of relate to. So it's it's lump sums and you piss it away and
0: Yeah, uh, you can't and, even rely on a, a biweekly paycheck. It just No,
1: absolutely not. And I'm just I have you know filth. Yeah. <laughs> the US dollar. So I'm like I it comes and goes. I, yeah. I, I don't really yeah. I don't save. Really much, but uh yeah, I think I think that that uh, that that kind of has another element to being like, yeah, when when will this when will the other thing? I, I have a kind of a corny story, but it actually was literally the, the, this exact thing. Yeah, sure. the first professional gig uh, I was bartending at the time, uh, and I got fired. It was, it was a whole lot... this is just a story that's not even fun, but it, the bar I worked at it was just a total shit show, and it, uh-huh. was, it started falling apart on people. So I, I it was one of the people that I got a call. And while I was getting a call from the owner of the bar uh, firing me, and also uh, Diana, my wife at the time, also worked there, mm-hmm. and he was like, also tell your, uh, your, your, we were dating, he was like, tell her that she's fine. Um, <laughs> oh my god! as that was happening, I got a call on the other line from my agent, and I booked like my first like big like commercial game, Damn. it was like an on-camera thing for uh, Vegas, com or some shit. And we went, Wow. Uh, they flew us out to Vegas. So it was like, that was like a, and it was a non-union gig. So it was a lump sum. Uh-huh. But it was that kind of thing where I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get like 15 grand for yeah. this thing. So I like lost the, the bartending. And that was the time where I'm like, you know what? I got this now so I can have my rent paid for a few months. Yeah. Let me just like commit to being like, I'm just going to, this is how I'm going to do it. And I, ne- and I never went back to any sort of anything else other than what could be considered under the large umbrella <laughs> Yep, of, you know. Of doing doing a little uh, song and dance,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I mean that, uh, you know, it, it it does sound like it was kind of a sign. Does does kind of feel like it was a divine fate there a little bit, um, which which is yeah, that's 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 the moment where you're just like fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump yeah, I'm into it, it. Um, I, and that's kind of a good uh, segue into um, what we we're we're going to do next is. Th- you know this is kind of a different uh game here a lot of the people i've talked to are are working in you know the service industry or they're gig workers or um mm-hmm. you know they they're just doing whatever shit that they can to get by um and i'm interested in you know your your history um in in the workplace and how you kind of got to where you are you know i i I think that's cool. We started at the end with the bar gig um but before then you know what kind of jobs did you hold before you uh kind of jumped full time into comedy and 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 how did that inform i guess your your current trajectory
1: yeah that's uh i I've, I, I did the uh, i did a lot of odd a lot of odd jobs. Yeah. Um, a lot of, I know you were saying before about the, the two months. Am I going to be here in two months kind of thing? Yeah I, had, yeah. I probably had, I mean, you know, as as you get older and talk to, uh, you know, other people about their trajectory and stuff, it's like you kind of see, I would say I'm on the side of like having a lot of, of jobs, uh-huh. a, well, a lot more than average. Uh-huh. I've had, I've probably had more jobs that I've only stayed at for like two weeks <laughs> than some people maybe have had total. Hell yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of shitty ones out there. So, you know, yeah. the, the, the standard stuff, Abe's hot dogs, uh, over there in uh, in Luzerne County back back in Pennsylvania and and pizza loving so like you know the the kind of fast food job working in the yeah. kitchen kind of thing, um, bartending like I said uh, I I worked uh, I did a, a it was a driver for an escort service uh, so so I would you know drive the ladies to like a motel to meet okay. the John's were to make sure there's no shenanigans and that they were safe nice. and all that kind of stuff so that was a uh,
0: did you get into any crazy situations? Nah, I never no. even really had. I mean this, you know, it was thankfully
1: it was just a very and, and these, you know, these were all professionals. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it was just sure. They like to just have people you know, especially before they get to know, you know, if it's like a new
0: No, that makes total so sense. So that was
1: that was just a cash like Yeah. Uh and then that kind of got into a little bit of I've sold a lot of drugs over the years um nothing even consistently that's like i, I, I do too much you know don't get high in your own supply I always got high in my yeah time.
0: yeah I've, uh, I didn't
1: do the, the 101 uh you know rules it seems um,
0: common common wisdom I guess but but I mean yeah. it, it it does seem like you got to show a lot of restraint if, if uh,
1: you do it's a certain kind of hu- I mean if you're yeah. gonna really do it and go for it it's a certain kind of hustle that you gotta you know you, you can certainly unwind and maybe have a, a few beverages and stuff but if you're doing sure. the drugs you're selling, that always yeah, that 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 you're not going to return my profit. So uh, I did that for a while. I did. Um, I worked at a uh, um, uh, psychiatric hospital. I was like an orderly. So I sat okay. with patients. Uh, that was a third shift job. I did that for actually a few years. That was probably the job other than um, comedy that I that I had probably the longest.
0: How did you like uh, working third shift? Because I, because I've um, I've done you know I I I come from hospitality. I I, I worked mm-hmm. at hotels for like seven and a half years, and um, especially towards the end there, I did a lot of overnight stuff. And um, I mean, just just like me personally, I I really I I can fall into that kind of schedule pretty easily. Same. Yeah, and and it's it's uh almost like a a thing where like I I don't i i like I know i could do that for forever if i if i let myself kind of
1: yeah yeah well you know i'll tell you you, you got your youth i, I was kind of a little, a little bit younger as well and i think you, you do get like you know i was kind of a night owl just yeah growing up always so I, i'm kind of a little bit wasn't as drastic of a schedule but i was doing the, the hospital i was doing like the 312s uh so 7 to 7 or, okay so that that's like the uh you know it it after a little while, it gets it gets kind of, like, funky, I guess. I mean, you know, you, you, the, the, the sleep is thrown around. But I kind of liked it. I don't know. I, I was... Yeah. I, I, I just found that to be an interesting job, too. I met a lot of uh, very... Because, you know, people would be on either suicide watch or... Uh-huh. there's a lot of different reasons that they would be in this sure, sure. temporary psychiatric yeah. facility. So they just had to have someone sitting in there with them. So I wasn't... You know, in terms of, like, medical training or anything like that, I was just... A Human being sitting there, and then yeah. people, you know, they wake up and they want to have a conversation. So yeah, it was, yeah, of course, it's kind of a an ear there. So that was I liked that job. It sounds actually
0: um, pretty there. similar to to working overnight at the hotel.
1: Yeah, the hospital, right? <laughs> people coming and going. Yep, uh-huh. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The funny thing. Well, have, have you seen uh, uh, Triangle of Sadness? Have you seen that uh, that film yet? No, no, no. But I just, I've, I've I've heard about it. A little bit. Well, when you uh, you made me think of the hospitality, so you had the extra uh, level. I would. I don't know what in what capacity you worked in the hotel. If you were front facing or.
0: Yeah, I I I was front desk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So see, like that's like that's another level, and I'm just kind of a you know natural, you know people person. So I I got along pretty well with the patients there, but it wasn't a matter of like. There's another layer of service that's expected yeah that's true uh, you know true. Out, out of what that that can also just be kind of emotional depending on the, the the people you got coming in if they're a bunch of rich pricks that gets old too.
0: yeah i mean i i've I've worked at both uh, you know hotels in in like very rich neighborhoods and uh the the last hotel i worked at was in a not so wealthy neighborhood and we we i mean I I I got to get into the story a little bit because it's I I I'm I, it's still crazy to me. We had a bunch of people who um this is like right before COVID hit. They they had stopped paying for for their their room. Um, it was an extended stay hotel, so they you know there's people that lived there, people that had lived there for years. There's there's people that stay for a night or a week or whatever, but be at uh, some long term residence. And um, it kind of became a trend to because. In Connecticut, where I'm from, if if you're in a, like one room for 30 days, you become a legal resident. Um, so so then you know they that's they, a state law. It's a state law, yeah, which yeah. is good. That's a good law. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so so they 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 stop paying after the 30 day mark, and you know my my general manager was he was tuned he was just su- super tuned out, and so he dragging his feet to kind of. You take any legal action, um, and then COVID hit, and obviously there's the moratorium on eviction and stuff. Sure. So, which is also also was a good a good policy. You know, that, that's that's a good thing that happens. Absolutely. And uh, so, I, I was kind of in this position where where these people were were like, I you know, kind of felt like antagonistic towards the people that that you know worked at the hotel or sure. management or whatever. And um, but when i worked late at night I, I i developed like you know friendships with with pretty much all of those guys and and uh um, that's an
1: interesting s- situation yeah. because i feel like the moratorium but the specificity of the moratorium in at a hotel cuz then you still yep. you, not only can you you not get evicted but you also have to have to you know have the hospitality still yeah fun. yeah so and, that's a fo- that's a very funky yeah. dynamic it was in
0: that was a thing where where you know it came down on from corporate they're like you know don't don't give these guys amenities don't you don't even have to to talk to them at all just just do the bare minimum for them and I was like I don't like I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give them soap if they want soap like what like I'm not
1: gonna you're you're gonna ask any human being to look across at another human being and be like no I'm not gonna give you fucking soap exactly my soap I don't give a shit
0: yeah it's like you can eat breakfast like what I mean I just I'm not gonna do that so so it, it was kind of a weird thing where I was like you know not, trying to play both sides or pretend pretends to to uh you know management that like i was following the rules but at the same time like they were nice people and like i don't you know it, it was just kind of just a very very silly thing they they were in a yep. uh i mean different different stages of their 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 lives but um yeah
1: it's been a wacky few years yeah honestly. yeah
0: yeah for sure um but sorry, that that was a tangent. Um, no, no, that's that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, work. I'm tr- I'm trying to think of, you know, in
1: terms of the the the, the last few years too. Like our you know industry uh, abruptly kind of shut down. Yeah, There were no audition, nothing was kind of going on. I was very fortunate of of, of having, uh, um, you know, made a lot of inroads and stuff in New York with in voiceover because now it's just like they're not doing any stuff. So I'm auditioning. I got the the, the little uh, booth in. The, Nice. Made in my closet there, yeah. and I actually record, record recorded gigs, uh, you know there, which is funny. That you go from these like you yeah. know multi million dollar uh, fancy ass studios, yeah, in, in Midtown, uh, and now you're like they're, they're like they're scrambling and they're like yeah whatever I don't know just fucking record in your closet <laughs> yeah, and yeah 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 will we'll air it if we you know so it's yeah. funny that, that that was uh that but is... yeah that's been at least a way to be able to continue during the yeah you know, in the early uh, court
0: and and I kind of feel I mean once that seal's broken it's you know it's kind of i'm not sure how how true it is with um entertainment but um obviously another big thing is like work from home uh the company that i work for now as you know reception i i i was never promised work from home but um everyone else is being told that there's no more work from home that they all have to come to the office uh, work from home was never meant to be forever, even if they were hired under that pretense, you know? Yeah, and sure, so sure. I'm not sure if, if, if like, there's a push for going back into recording studios or if in the entertainment industry, uh, you know, it's kind of more acceptable to, to phone it in if you, you know.
1: Yeah, you yeah, no, I, it's, it, it's interesting because I, I feel like, uh, you know, they're always trying to just justify these, like, bloated budgets at the top and stuff. Yeah. so you're talking about like big ad agencies yeah. and brands for, for the bigger gigs and Sure, stuff it's like they they got money to burn but yeah i do think for a lot of it now that you can i mean you can monitor in real time i did just you know hook myself up here with a couple with software and whatever to make it work but it is just almost that like like you, they can dial in and it's like the the you know that the, the the client can listen in the 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 the, director wow. the spot the sound engineers there, so it's all in like real time so it it is like it, it on the technology got good enough, yeah, funny enough, like right leading up to you know the year the couple years uh-huh. before the pandemic where it's like you could basically it's it's like you're in the the, the damn studio,
0: it's like a virtual you know? studio, like, they, they, yeah,
1: pretty much yeah so so I think that's um that's kind of. I don't see why they would go back, and I, and I don't think they really are. A lot of the people I've I've talked to, you know, I obviously moved out of New York, but I still have my agent that I've had for years who's in New York, and it's like there's no, for voiceover, there's no in-person, you know, auditions. Related. Yeah. You'll have, like, yeah, so, so it's, all, it's all been shifting there. So that's interesting to see. It's funny with the other jobs, uh, people work office jobs that work for a year, not, not coming in and out slowly. Yep. Now you see the games being played of, like, people have to move their mouse around like uh-huh. people are, are installed yeah. like if you have a work computer and shit they got that spyware on yes. there they're they're, they're trying yep. to see how many you know how much activity is actually going on it's like you know who's who's got pants on for the zooms like what's yes. got all this kind of shit exactly it's, like, it's just very funny to see the, the cat and mouse on that
0: yeah and and i mean i i'm like such a low level employee i'm i'm, I'm it's it's kind of a a healthcare agency and I'm just like the the receptionist at at this in this office or whatever. But they called me into a meeting with a bunch of with a with a few other people. They're like, yeah, work from home is, is over and there's two other people that are in there with me that were like hired under the impression that they were gonna be able to work from home at least like half of the time. And yeah. like I, I really wanted to say, I was like, hey, haven't you seen like these articles about these big companies who like have have wanted people direct into the office and then they there's mass you know quitting it's yes like, yeah I'm yep. like come on it just yeah it doesn't silly. make sense I
1: mean for some people some people like the you know the, the, they, they kind of I don't know if, depending on whatever your situation is maybe you fucking ate your your kids sure your sure, family yeah. or whatever it's yeah. like oh, I gotta get out of the office yep. or whatever but yep. like, some people just have a hard time that was that, and, th- that
0: that Elon Musk meme you see where he's like oh, yeah. I love Mondays cause, cause I get away from my wife you know, I'm like, oh my god! I'm sure she does too. Yeah, he's, I think he has been divorced like four times. So
1: I know. Talk about the uh, yeah, and that's a, the, the the situation too. Where he's like, well, this is just not meant. Like, we need people like in the office, and we need yeah. You know, he, he's a big anti you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that culture is is interesting because there has definitely been a power dynamic shift a little bit uh, with 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 some stuff. I mean, in, in the actual labor organizing. Yeah. But Even just in the like little uh, um, interpersonal office stuff mm-hmm. where people are kind of like, look, man, if I'm getting the shit done, like you need me sitting in the fucking cubicle. You need me doing the like, like what, what's, if work's getting done, and, and I, and I think a lot of people are now seeing that, that it can, like depending on what, what, you know, what industry. For sure. In, it's like a lot of people are just like, look, man, there is this whole 40 out, like 50 hour, however many hours you just have to sit. You're mm-hmm. really like, no, I've been basically. Just doing 20 hours of work a week yeah. and stretching it the fuck out. Like, uh-huh. You know, so it's like, well, why do we have to do this little, uh, this little, um, you know, charade? I you know, know? know. Where we're pretending like you need to be there. It's yeah. silly.
0: It's extremely silly. And it's, I mean, it's mostly because, like, they just own so much office space that is, you know, going to be underutilized. And You're
1: it's, right. Yeah. Like, they have those leases already. Yeah. They probably yeah. locked, some of them locked into multiple years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, one of the stranger jobs I had was, you know, like, pretending to do shit. Was uh once we realized that it was a full-on just uh, money laundering front, but it was it was a, it was a oh telemarketing co- company, yeah. Nice. And it was uh, it, we were like just calling people up in the Poconos, just like in and, and you'd be like, oh, uh, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a DVD player if you show up uh, and take a tour, of timeshare, you know? Uh-huh. You're like, yeah. you don't yeah. have to buy anything. Just yeah. if we can get you, and we're we're cold calling people from from you know, oh they give gosh. us these these leads or whatever. But it was, and at a certain point, like we realized after a while, I'm like, they don't really give a shit what our numbers like are the Mm. managers who were there were doing the rah-rah stuff or whatever yeah at the end of the day it's like it just didn't matter and we started realizing like people would come in and you just start to get the vibes and we're like oh this is just a a front they don't give a (laughs) shit at all so we just started having fun with it and it was like there'd be whole days like people coming in drunk not not making phone calls like i used to just continue to make calls because i love like randomly calling people and if there's you know if i could say whatever i want with no you know i i was having some fun yeah why not um, yeah, so it's like, that was just an interesting gig where, and that lasted for a while until one day we all just showed up, came in and there was a, there was a sheriff's uh, notice on the door that they like had seized the property and that everything was. So we were like, all right, well that was fun while it lasted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was that's... definitely
1: like, let's pretend to work. They just need yeah. like, they just needed like 15 to 20 people sitting in a, you know, in a, in a little office. Uh,
0: just warm bodies to, to, uh, yep. give a, you know, the impression of, of legitimate business. Yep, that's right. That's, yep. that's awesome. So, uh, I, I, you know, I guess back to, to your kind of story after the, um, after the, the third shift job, where, where, where do we head to next?
1: Then I, uh, I went to, um, I actually moved to New York. Uh, so that was when I was bartending, uh, uh, in New York and I worked at the, um, I worked security at the museum of sex in, uh, oh, cool. in, in Manhattan. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, tour wild. Um, but yeah, I, I worked, uh, and that was just a, that was a fun group. That was like a, a great setting for like an oncom. Yeah, <laughs> good friends there when I first moved to New York. That I was. it was just well, yeah, it was wild. Um, we're all just like fucking the merchandise on our breaks. Like they had those little, like Tanga eggs. Uh-huh. They had like all the sex toys. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a rom. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was just tourists nonstop like coming in thinking it's going to be one thing like is there's the museum of sex in Amsterdam or whatever. That's like one of the, you know, it really has art and like kind of uh-huh. goes into it. This was just a tourist trap. Yes. To, yes. So they come in yeah. and be like, we just go into a room and there's just some porn playing. You're like this is John Holmes. He was, you know, uh, he was something back in the seventies. <laughs> oh and they had uh, some installations. Like I, I, you know, I don't mean to knock it entirely, sure, but it was sure. a little bit, you know, cheesy. It was a little M&M yeah. store.
0: Yeah. So, uh, which, which, you know, I mean, if, if you have a, a museum of sex in America, I think that's only fitting
1: Yep, yep, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and and the and the dude who owned it, his parents gave him this building, and he had this business, and he used to just do a ton of coke and come down like once a week and scream at everyone like, "Oh, the, these displays <laughs> need to change. This needs to move over here." But but other than that, it was just like yeah. just having fun with the people. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was it. so that was the gig. After that, I, I kind of just I worked at the at the Museum of Sex for a little while uh, and bartended, and then uh, yeah, I had like a couple of little. Creative gigs here and there, like weird shit where you'd be like, oh, I don't know, someone wants me to play. There's like a lobster uh, lobster roll uh, festival or whatever where there's a competition where all the p- places that make lobster rolls in Brooklyn are coming together and hmm. we want you to play this old sea captain who's like what? wandering around, you know, in character. Yeah. Nice. And you got to like wander around. It's like you can have like a beer and some lobster rolls yeah. here and there. So I like ate lobster rolls until I got sick. But like Damn. there's like weird jobs like that where, yeah. you're like, all right, I guess like 800 bucks. To just come and, like, put on, like, a sea captain's outfit and be like, hey, enjoying the lobster. Uh, So that's the kind of, like, you know, weird uh, uh, gigs, one-off gigs here and there. So just doing that kind of shit for a little bit, like I said, until I got fired and got my first, like, you know, decent commercial gig. And then uh, I was working on a lot of union jobs and and got into SAG and and doing a lot of voiceover work. And then, you know, the Gethard Show and some other, you know, little bit parts and different uh, comedy. Because the UCB community and a lot of the people that got their own shows and stuff, it's like... You know, you get to know the casting directors, but like for comedians who are, aren't really, you know, actor actors, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's just a lot of that stuff. Where you're like, oh, this person has a show, now they have this, so you know, you kind. Of-
0: uh-huh. hey, uh huh. Hey, can you hear me? I I got you. Okay, all right. I lost you for a second, but I think we're good now. Um, okay. All right, sorry. What was the last thing you said? I apologize.
1: Just yeah. So like uh, you know, a lot of the in the UCB community, a lot of the people, uh, you know, you you get little bit parts and things here and there on different shows, uh, and so that's you know that's kind of fun. None of them pay great. Uh, yeah, but sure. But they're all like union gigs and stuff. So it's like the, the commercial work is is of course the the stuff that really unless you're you know an a list Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Commercial stuff is is really good.
0: That that's you know, what gives that's you those big lump sums. That's right. Yeah. That's the lump sum. Yeah. So. That, I mean, I I I think it's a cool perspective because you kind of can talk about this in two aspects. Uh, you know, obviously in the service industry, and I mean, in all kind of like wage jobs or uh, um, what, what's it called? Uh, um, you know, jobs that are are not skilled labor or whatever they sure. they call yeah, it. Expert uh yeah
1: exploitation yes uh, it, that's I, that's, let's, let's, let's that's the that. proper when term being, yeah. when your labor is being yeah. exploited yeah exactly yeah yep.
0: um mm-hmm. tons of drug use tons of drug use obviously um i yes. i think people i mean they have to cope somehow they have to get by somehow so it makes sense but also um I, it's it's the same at the top you know i i i, I Imagine in the entertainment industry, there's there's also a lot of drug use and stuff. For maybe maybe similar reasons, maybe other reasons. Um, Now, I I I started working at a a restaurant. I was a host at a restaurant for that's my first job ever. And um, I mean, obviously, we know restaurants are uh, there's it's it's just tons, you know. And I've I've got people who who um, you know I worked with for for years that you know have uh like died of heroin overdoses and
1: no the restaurant crew goes hard
0: yeah yeah
1: the the bartender servers the the you know even the kitchen folks like everybody the host that that's kind of like a a subculture almost onto itself yeah absolutely of yeah of um i mean it's because it's grueling man it's 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 tough i think it's it's tough work i feel like there's obviously you know all of the of course the the, you know the class dynamics so you, you you talk about just what's maybe at the root of a lot of people's because you know fun time uh, party time drugs, but then when it gets to a point where you're just like, oh, this ain't even fun. It's uh-huh. you know dragging our ass out of be- bed for a you know a, a, an, or a dinner shift. Yeah, like to get in there and, and do whatever. It's like that that starts to get to the point where you're like, yeah, people's material conditions. It's like your cash coming and going. Mm-hmm. There's no security. There's no fucking health care with anything. There's no, It's like you know you're you don't even have to be paid a minimum wage i know yeah <laughs> like you yeah. fall below that kind of stuff where it's like yeah it's great if you if you find the right gig and you get those tips coming in but then that just creates a whole nother weird dynamic it's it, yeah that that's i i have friends i have friends who who've been doing that for many years and i think as you also get a little bit older too it just it's like you age and dog you i feel like bartenders uh-huh. and servers and stuff it's like every year you work it's like seven years yeah on, on your life
0: i i do not disagree. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's I, I I've got a lot of friends that are still in that world, and uh, and and I've got some that have broken out of it, and I feel like they've gotten younger, you know, since they left. Like,
1: yes, yeah, no, you shed. Thing. It's just, yeah, you feel like you're, uh, yeah, you can you can breathe again. Yeah, it's, it's really tough, man. And I think that the more, what's funny too is that you want to work at those places that are kind of slammed, and you know what the crowd is like. Obviously, the, the, everything has changed a lot in the last few years. I got shaken up a little bit, but yeah. I know. For, for a long time it's the it's those kind of gigs where you're like oh yeah i at least from a bartending standpoint i never really like straight up uh, did the wait, waiting tables mm-hmm. i did a little bit of the hybrid like brunch shift yep, bartending but mainly bartending but it's like yeah you, when you have that job it's like you know that you're like oh all right this is this is what i'm going to pull home in cash and 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 i'd rather be busy than not busy but it's just like i don't know man it's also just tough where if you if, if you find people who just are miserable Customer, I'm talking about the customer. Yeah, too. It's like yeah. that just adds this other dynamic where everyone's just coming in to, especially at a bar to like piss and moan about everything. And uh uh-huh. yeah, and, and then yeah. You, everyone's doing coke in the bathroom and to, just to get through it. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's rough. New York, it's too. They're open late. You know, when I was in PA, they at least closing at two a.m. So yeah. you know, by the yeah. time that yeah, your whole crew gets out of there later but like new york you're going until sunrise
0: uh-huh yeah yeah it it just yeah it's it's all night and then you do it over again the next night yeah 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 i mean i i i come from kind of a, a you know a smaller town but um that that opened my eyes uh quite a bit when i you know when i first started um and yeah you know it's 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 fun and quirky when when you're there in the moment and uh and then you're right; it gets a lot more serious. And I mean, you've got these guys. You know, they're like like a lot of line cooks. They they have. I mean, servers too. But but I I always feel like the line cooks get the the short end of the stick a lot of the time. It's a very high pressure job. Um, you know, there there's a lot of pressure on them to meet at times and um, and you know they've got families to support, but they gotta they gotta play the game and and you know do whatever they need to get get through the shift and uh yep. yeah it's you know there, there there are a lot of conflicting um incentives there i guess uh, there sure are yeah yep. e-
1: even within the employee well you think about too it's like so you obviously got like you know if you're working at fucking apple you know if, if you're if you're in that kind of situation that's that's its own animal in in yeah. terms of a chain yep. or whatever but uh i feel like that that you know even places that are just like maybe they have a couple of spots, where people the rest, of, these people who own a lot of restaurants, especially in the in in the cities too, where it's a little cutthroat, it's like these fucking like they they the way they treat this the staff in terms of this disposable like whatever and like they know the dog ears thing. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna get like some some hot you know some, some good looking uh, eye yes. candy you know to be kind of up front yep. in the bar and like you said, the pre- high pressure on on the on the on the line cook in the back and it's like everyone's just eating shit some people are getting tips in the pool of tips to get money some people you know are not like they're, they're just making the minimum wage you got the, you got the fucking people washing the dishes who are who are getting exploited yeah like, absolutely it, it, it's, it's at every at every level there it's it's a it's a yeah it's an interesting uh it may it's it's kind of makes for a for a for very uh, you know it, it it's it makes sense that everybody is just you know self-made yeah
0: 100 percent yeah and and um i you know i i i I was listening to your podcast and and I did kind of it, it kind of occurred to me like a lot of these jobs that these people that i'm talking to um and myself you know there's uh so so much drug use and it's like you know also punitive measures taken against anybody who who uh you know like people think are are high or drunk, or you know they yeah. found something on uns- and, and then you lose your 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 source of income and and your well, drug you're testing fucked. like drug te- that, yes. yeah for, for yes. how
1: invasive and yep uh, absurd that is like and they'll dangle that like yeah they'll they'll threaten with that shit yeah. especially in more of the like corporate culture like the uh you know the 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 old professional managerial class or whatever kind of types of jobs is like the drug testing and stuff in there is not because at least at like you know bars restaurants some spots it's like it's like all right if if you can hold it together enough that you're not scaring away any of the Uh customers people kind of can understand yeah i mean i'm sure there's some people but they probably have (laughs) Uh much of a staff but like i feel like in the you know when you're in the collared shirt uh uh, department, wherever that is, it's like the drug t- testing stuff is like, and they'll fucking use that shit. Like that That becomes part of like, you know, your permanent record in like some, yeah. so, in some ways and stuff where it's like, it's just a very absurd, uh, and even drug testing to like get a job at first. I remember I, um, the, the one job I had to do that with was I was it's like a, a maintenance, uh, it was another third shift uh-huh. maintenance at like a, an insurance company, but I don't even know why they were so intense about this, yeah. they're big on the, uh, on the drug test. And I got one of those whizzing
0: mm, okay,
1: uh, because they weren't like, you know, so I, I just get someone else's uh, piss who didn't smoke yeah. weed more at the time. And I'm like, uh-huh. uh, I think you got to like stop for a like, couple of weeks. Like I've smoking enough weed at that point where I was like, I, I need a job now. Yeah. It stays in your uh, system for a while. Yeah. Right. So that, yeah, this isn't like whatever I'm like, let me, just... so yeah, I was able to, to borrow a friend's uh, urine and do this thing. But, um, it wasn't as bad as when I was, when I was in high school, I had a, a probation officer. Who would stand over my shoulder and watch? Like the Wizenator would have been actually tough. Like he was trying to get a, get an actual look at my uh, <laughs> wiz coming out of my dick. I think he was making sure. But the, but for this job, it was just like you go to a whatever clinic. Yeah, yeah. You just you, you get it, see it. But it is it is weird how that became so normalized. Again, with just uh-huh. being exploited to the point where like we've just been like no, like all of us should be like fuck you. We're not. We're not. We're not. Exactly. In a yeah. cup. Like you're already fucking. You're fucking is coming and going here. Now exactly. we got
0: Exactly. Like, it yeah, crosses it. a line that, you know, it, it it does feel like um it yeah, it does feel like it's it's just not a you, you're 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 being treated like an animal or something. It's dehumanized. Dehumanized. absolutely 100%. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's
1: and it sets the t- it sets that tone. Cuz again, this is all these fucking these these power plays where you're like you got to do all this bullshit to begin with to get this and, yep. and you're supposed to be like Oh, thank you so much. And I do the whatever. And now you're like, yes, now we need you to, to whiz into a cup. Uh, we need you to, you know, the, 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 these are the, the, the ground rules. I'm like, so if you're starting from that place, it's like good luck, like, you know, trying to trying to get the ages. Yeah. To get any, any kind of like they're just really setting a whole culture of. Of
0: garbage. Yeah, I I totally Tough. agree. I, I uh, you know. I would like to get kind of some of your your thoughts and experiences on um you know i either your your own drug use and, and mm-hmm. you know jobs or uh you know people people that you've worked with and you know what maybe the differences between doing uh you know uh service jobs or what have you compared to uh the impact of of um drug use. And th- those punitive measures and maybe the entertainment industry. Um,
1: yeah, you know it's funny because uh, I feel like it, it's it, the entertainment industry is like, I, I was fortunate enough that it was part of my shtick. Is is that, sure. oh, you know, he's a whiskey drinking, you know, yeah. but I'm like, I was always also just you know drinking whiskey, whatever. So it's like I feel like as long as you you can deliver for people, yep. uh, I feel like that's where you know that that kind of stuff becomes. Uh, there's. It's not as much as it used to. I feel like there's a lot of culture shifts, and most of them are good, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think there's like, unless it is like kind of your shtick, there is this, there is a little bit less of the, you know, and I haven't been at, you know, so so, uh, any, uh, too many of the A-list situations. I've been in, brushed a a, a few uh, through over the years, Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's not really, even like SNL, so like, a lot of this shit isn't really the, you know, it's not what it used to be in terms of that, which you could say, you know, pros, cons. Sure. But... I just think the cultural shift of that, but at least for me, my, uh, my like, you know, the character of Murph, kind of being cast for in a lot of that was part of it. Yeah, that that, that, that was a, a nice uh, bonus. You know, you show yeah. them who you are. Like, hey, look, you know, you know who you're hiring.
0: Yeah, it's like, but gonna... then you know, you kind of have the, the 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 dark side of that, right? Where you know, you bring up SNL and you have like characters mm-hmm. like Chris Farley and people it's... who who you know th- they were that character and they were pushed too far into that direction and then kind of unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, cross cross that line. Unfortunately, uh, I
1: had a, uh, um, a, a, a I would even say a very much a life changing. It's close to anything spiritual, as I say is um, when I was we were doing the uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest, and we are out there, and uh, Alan Arkin was doing an improv like workshop. Okay, was, or, uh, it was like a two day workshop, and uh, me and Diana and uh, Shannon O'Neill, artistic, we oh, the three of us took this uh, workshop with him, and it was the most like it was just it was just incredible all across the board. Whatever the, the make em up stuff is fine, but just the life stuff and kind of the perspective of he was saying like he had just had a long talk with Maria Bamford and he was being Uh like a lot of these like up and coming comedians. And, you know, Gethard certainly would, could fall into this Mm -hmm. uh, category as well, where it's like, it's almost like when it becomes the tortured thing, it's like, you know, you can maybe do that. Like, but but you, you know, your, 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 your audience and for your own growth person, you have to kind of like push past that. But people are like, will I still be interesting? Funny? Mm -hmm. Do I still have my shit if I'm, if I'm not, you know, partying really hard or if, you know, for Farley being like, I got to show up, you know, with my. Art ready to explode, sweating, yeah. diving all over the place. Like, you know, like uh, that That just feels like uh, not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Alan Arkin was like, you know, if you push through just as like as an artist and trust in yourself, it's like that you see people who, who you know, have their best parts of their careers, you know, when, when you can kind of commit to that. But it is a little scary to like be like, this is my thing. So what am I going to Yeah, I think I think it's a fine line for sure. I think I had um, my baseline from using a lot of IV heroin use several years of my youth and i think like a lot of my harder drug use again this is all just relative some mm. people would see the consumption and be like wow is this this is just a uh you know, middle of the road to <laughs> But I think just for like booze, weed, psychedelics You know, like I, I found kind of a, a, of a Of a groove in terms yeah. of, of, of Using drugs that, Of course I know the livers, you know, will come calling someday yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's not great I, 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 it I stopped for you. smoking cigarettes But yeah, so, it, you know, a lot of that stuff was like It, it kind of worked enough for me to be like Yeah, I, I have this this balance But I'm like, I, we all know the pedal to the floor stuff It's like, it's, it's really fun and sexy For a couple of years, but that's like yep. You know, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna crash You just can't up no matter what line of work you're in, I think, even yeah, entertainment it's because you have. I mean, you have to do it a little bit too in in, in any sort of service, just putting on the mask and, and still doing the thing.
0: yeah, very much so, very much so.
1: Yeah, it just feels like there's no room. That's what's the repression of like corporate. It's like that. That's these motherfuckers who like go home and just you know get into some real fun because you can't, like, at the office, you got to be so buttoned up, yeah, and then it's like, yeah, you, you go. You, you go home and it's who knows what
0: yeah i mean it's yeah they, i mean you you do down a few bottles or something or i mean i i it's very weird because it's it's such in in uh uh an inhuman thing to, to to do is to like be the, the the physical manifestation of a of a huge corporation right it's it's like yep, yep. all all humanity is removed like yes all, all you care about is um you know meeting the goals for, for yes for, for for this quarter and so and
1: those little and those little just pleasures where you can get it that's and then that's yeah. where you fill that you know that that void with just whatever it is you know just a Trying to trying to a n- n- nut here and there and just a little getting high, getting yeah. Whatever it is, it's like, yeah, trying to relive some glory days, like wh- whatever. It's like, yeah, that's that that. There's nothing left there, and it, it's just so funny because that's just such clearly a symptom. Like that's we've just done that. Like this generational, like I feel like you know the the, the kids uh, have got this somewhat figured out too, and and I think. Kind of the landscape you're getting into where you're like, well, most of us aren't ever going to own a home, uh-huh. have any chips at, at the table here at this fucking sick Monopoly game. Like, yeah, you kind of see the writing on the wall with that. And it's like, it's just it's just not, you know, as it continues to play out like that. It's like there, there was So I feel like even the people a little older than me, the Gen X stuff. And some people at my age, too, I guess I'm like an old ass millennial. <laughs> yeah. Gen X. You I, I grow up with like social media, but I'm not gen, really Gen X either. I wasn't like early MTV. I don't know. It's a so weird. In between, But I feel like that that kind of uh, uh, those vibes of like still just being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you party when you're, you know, you do your college years, you have fun, do whatever. And then but it's like, you know, once you button up, like you go to you you get a job and you a lot of entrepreneurs, you start maybe your own business. You become like a landlord or you own a bunch of strip malls Uh and you run out whatever the fuck. You know, there's a million different hustles out. there. we're we're, we're seeing them all play out. But I feel like the kids coming up now are very much just like they know this is, you know, yeah, this, this is it. It's not sustainable
0: that that's exactly it and and i mean it's it's uh it's interesting because because unsustainable is it right for the the system at large and also like you were saying like just you know doing that day-to-day as a human being you know like mm-hmm. holding all of it in and then kind of letting loose and, and giving into excess uh in, in, in extreme amounts uh to kind of you know let loose and and be free for for mm-hmm. for a few hours is that's obviously unsustainable too and it's it's uh we, we don't live in a society of of balance and um yeah and i i I think it's becoming more kind of common uh knowledge or you know wisdom that obviously anxiety and depression and you know whatever else you know as far as mental illness goes there's there's many many different factors and um it's it's uh you know environmental and it's also hereditary you know but i mean just just the our our culture plays a huge role in in how many people that are my age and younger i mean people your age too but but uh the youth are just in in large measure you know not not doing well and no and and it's like nope. it, it, we, we look around and we're like well how how could this be why is this um, but it's cuz you know we were promised a future that's just it's not possible oh absolutely anymore.
1: well that's what that's what's always so rich when you hear like the fucking boomers you hear like these these can fucking... Uh, you know angry old get off my lawn cocksuckers like Bill Maher or whatever the hell yeah. this idea yeah. of like, well these kids are so soft and this this mm-hmm. next generation. I'm like, dude, you would fucking crumb you had the world, you had it all handed to yes. you. Yes. I mean granted yeah. depending on what your you know your 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 socioeconomic status was, of course. Sure. But just in ge- like there was a there was a larger pie. Like yeah. so so to now turn around and be like you got to have all the access. You got to do the, oh, we're the fun fucking, you know, hippies doing our thing and get a party and whatever. And then, you know, we're immediately in Reagan's America in the 80s, just fucking buy, 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 all the consuming. It's like everyone's sold out. And now it's like you turn around you're like, you've left this like a shambles. Uh-huh. And you're just like, oh, these people are so soft. I'm sorry, do they need mental health days? Do they need whatever? I'm like, Dude, you fucking, you're just serving them shit burgers all day, every day, and you're exactly. asking them to smile about it. Uh huh. Like, yeah. They're hard. They, they, they're some of the like. I feel like that generation is, is strong. Looking at just the climate, like a lot of this stuff is like, oh man, this is a, this is a, this is a real, uh, a real mess you've left here. So I'm like, the fact that you guys are still soldiering on is like, it shows a strength. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. More so than this idea of being soft. I'm like, it's very funny that that's the, that's the uh, the spin on it. But I'm like, that's Definitely. just them being. F- also, a little bit of uh, I, I think for sure a little bit of like you know what, yeah, like you know they, but they just they don't want to acknowledge or admit that where it's like you you, you know you people see it but I, it's exciting at the same time because I've never seen in my lifetime other than the last like I'd say five years of like you know the labor movement has been has been awoken uh, like it has not in a long time at least yeah. in, in this country in a long time well and in, in, in with, like a
0: century with, or something really
1: really like for real I think it's uh, I think it's that's exciting to see. And of course, the, the response to it is exactly what you would expect. You yep. got a fucking Starbucks. Oh, we'll just shut it. If you if you end up unionizing, we'll we'll close the goddamn uh-huh. store.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
1: and you re- and you see these people fighting tooth and nail for this. And it's like your you're musks and you know all, all these. It, but, like, outside of that, I'm like, anybody who's not down with this, like, and, for, you know, whatever, you want to dismiss it as, like, fucking commie rhetoric, whatever the hell. But the workers having the means of production and not having their labor exploited, if you're not on board with that, I'm like, you're either a bootlicker who's trying to get into that little mid-management spot, uh-huh. or you're a fucking billionaire. Like, yes. And and, and, those, and there aren't that many of them. So I'm like, uh-huh. that idea is, like, that's their yeah. worst nightmare is, is for us you know, kind of getting on that end, where yes. I think that this next generation is seeing that in real time, be like, oh, wow, Amazon, like, the first slaying some of the dragons like the, some of the some of the big uh the, the the giants here is like has like i never thought like she's got an amazon like fucking facilities like or you know has, has been able to unionize it's 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 exciting so i, I is. think that's just all that's the answer to all of it like there is yeah. no you know the the table scraps are are just are only going to go so far and I feel yep. like the uh, you know there was a generation that was just with the college, like, the student loans and shit. Like, people going in, like, that was kind of more with my thing as well, and I'm sure with, with you, but mm-hmm. I'm like, these next... You know, I got a kid. So there's no way she's going to be sold this bill of goods of this, like, oh, yeah, you need to couple hundred thousand dollars in debt just to like start your life to do like all this it's just it's just ponzi scheme onto it's like funny when you see people calling out whatever sam bankman freed or like the crypto stuff or like there was the the fire fest where they're like yeah it was never really a thing. i'm like dude Uh that's the whole game yeah it's just people who do it better than others and skate but Mm -hmm. i'm like this this whole this house of cards will like you know eventually crumble uh yeah and and, it it will all topple yeah um and we just you know we just got to be organized
0: yeah no i mean i i couldn't agree more i think um i yeah it's it's super heartening um to to see these these uh you know labor unions kind of uh resurfacing and and kind of getting into the service industry and these jobs that typically uh you know i mean it's funny cuz like from the very beginning, before there is even a threat of of union organizing, all of these companies, if you work at you know at them, the the fucking training videos tell oh. you, oh, unions are bad for you. Yep, it's yep. you know j- just just come and talk. If you have a problem, come talk to me, the boss, like you know, face to. <laughs> I have your best interest. Yep, yep, yep. And I, I mean, it's it's just it, the they've always been so fucking scared of it that yep. now that it's happening, it's, it's it's like, of course. Well, that's the tell they've, they've shown, they've shown their hand in that regard where I'm like, yeah, you, you see the
1: moment you start even, yeah, they catch a whiff of that because they know that that's like the, the gains that had to take place in that in that previous uh, generation from kind of even in my own family uh, and in the coal mines in Pennsylvania and stuff. It's like, the, you're talking about like child labor laws, eight hour work all that shit where you're like, and that was fought where they were like, we're, we're going to form a, Posse, yeah. like we're gonna just have armed people like this. It will get to the point where they're like, "Yeah, we'll do." We we try to do the training videos. We have this whole culture that's like, you know, very consumer driven, very like, uh, you know, how the hierarchies are there, the bosses. get yep. we're kind of uh, indoctrinated with that from a very young age, so people don't even really think about it, uh-huh. uh, and it's just like, no, climb the ladder. Like if you, if you really want to, whatever, sell out a couple of people below you. And your management material, and you can get a exactly. couple more. You can get maybe weekends off or whatever. Uh-huh. The fuck, you huh. Know, yeah. A little, like, whatever.
0: Everyone it does it. That's how everyone gets gets by. That's it, man. Yeah. Know?
1: Yeah. If, if you if you want to be able to take that vacation in the summer, you know, you gotta you gotta sell some people out. So I feel like that's the that's the like uh, the the that generation that really fought that uh, for that shit tooth and nail. And then there was a stretch where people were were. You know, benefiting from that with with the strength of unions, but they slowly just were like, all right, well, we're just going to go global. We're going yeah. sh- to uh, export the exploitation. We're going to get the labor, some of the labor stuff over here. We'll slowly erode a lot of these unions. And now it's like, or just kind of co-opt them into like the big AFL, you know, so it's like a couple of the union bosses like become like, ah, they come and smoke a cigar with uh, some, some people in Congress and they just like with the rail worker stuff. It's like, you know, it's like, we need to get back to like old school, actual, like, you know, boots on the ground, uh labor organizing for like we'll strike like we'll yeah we'll do what we need to do and fight fight those fights not do this like weird negotiation for a fucking single sick day i
0: know or something i like know we gotta shut yeah. shit
1: down eventually like yeah. that's really
0: our only power it yeah. is yeah and i i mean it's interesting you know I, I i think about uh regularly just how that's gonna play out in the modern age you know because i mean I think it will come to a point where um, there will be some massive strikes and there's going to be a lot of uh, political violence. And yes. um, Yeah. yeah, and, And I, I mean, I feel like the, the, the wealth of the CEOs and, um, you know, whatever investors is, is just, it's so much greater. Just like the, 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 the amount of money that they have is like incomprehensible. If you know, you were to go back to, to 1910 or whatever, and you yes. know, see, yep. see the, you know, millionaires or billionaires, or whatever back then. And it, so it's, it's, it's going to be very tricky and there's going to be a lot of different tactics that, that they employ to, um, to mow us down. Um, For sure.
1: Yep. Yeah, we know the playbook, though, at least I, it, and it's not, you know, and it's not to minimize like the struggle and stuff. And at least from where I'm sitting, too, it's like, you know, I think I, I've been very fortunate with the kind of strange gigs that I have. It might not be consistent, but it's like it's not the day to day kind of thing. I've I've been there before, for sure. But like, I, I think that this gig economy is another huge advantage for them that has everybody so isolated. Yes. In a lot of yes. ways mm-hmm. where it's like, in theory, everyone's got the solidarity for like, you know, Again, unless you're, like, some sort of bootlicker, you see this shit, and you're like, yeah, it's like workers standing up to the fucking greedy, you know, boss. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone can kind of get behind that. Yeah, absolutely. uh, In theory. But I I think in practice, like you just said, I think there's there's a lot of shit that we've seen play out, and they will take it to the max. Because then we start to really realize, well, why, you know, why do the cops exist? Like, this whole idea of, like, yeah, they're there. All these police forces came out of, like, the coal and iron police. They're they're, they're these, like, hired goons that, you know, to... To to break to to break up you know uh, in the south to, to 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 fucking you know the slave patrols and in, yeah. and in the north it's it's to break up unions like I, mm-hmm. and I think though that's why that shit exists so as we see the the tensions building for for both you know racial justice in the streets as as we saw you know a couple of years ago in the summer and seeing how the reactions to that seeing how they now will you know there's training videos are not working for them anymore and we see like they'll be bringing bussing in scabs from out of, and then there's conflict there with stuff where you're like. Some people are just trying to feed their family, but at a certain point, it's exactly. like, I, I go back even to the eighties where it was like yeah. the coal strikes and stuff where they're putting like, you know, trying to bust people in and they would have, uh, they put, you know, um, um, sharp shit in the, in the, on the highways to like bust people's tires. And like, so you start getting, you know, it, 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 you'd be like, we're not letting any scabs come in. Like we're holding the line here. Everyone's, you know, ma- you know, we, we've got soup. Tents like set up for people to make sure everyone's fed. You know, everyone's can't pa- pa- passing their kids around and make sure the kids are getting taken care. Like it, it takes that kind of mutual aid back on on a very grassroots level. Yes, and I'm like, in theory, we can all say that, but they've got us so isolated where you're like. Everyone's yeah. working three weird jobs. Like I know. You don't have that sense of like, oh, man, we were down in the mines together.
0: Yeah. Like, no, no, that that's so true. You know, we're, we're isolated socially and ideologically. And um, I mean, there, there's so many kind of uh, red herrings thrown out there that that divide us that I mean, those will all be used against us. But I, I think it's a good thing that we have this generation growing up who I mean, they've seen that, you know, um, That's the function of police is, is to, you know, protect property and to keep us from, from banding together, realizing our true power. And so they, they, they know that I, I think they're more aware of those pitfalls, um, so so yeah, I'm 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 optimistic, but I think it's 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 worth heading towards a uh, a, a period of great discontent. I think
1: I agree, and I think this this whole pandemic, like this this stretch, it was kind of like I think we we're all feeling that for a few years, and then just the accelerated yes, press, yeah, yeah. where it was like you know you just saw like the, the the upward transfer of wealth on a historic level and on an already like grand you know a uh, uh, capitalist experiment yeah. that is America, where it's like. You know, it just keeps like, you know, going to the top and it's like the rich getting richer here. I'm like, we've got, you've got these investment groups where I'm like, they're just, it's reached cartoonish stuff. They're buying up the farmland. They're buying all, they got uh-huh. all the medicine, they got yeah. all the property yeah. they got. They, you know, it's like, so we're going to get to that point where, yeah. you know, and, and I'm all for, you know, the abolish the police movements and stuff too, but it's like, sure, there's going to be an awkward period there yep. uh, where the, where then there's private uh, security. Yes. Uh, you know, that, I that know. Is, you talk I know. about no accountability now. I'm like, we, it's
0: you gonna know, be we're, no we're just, then yeah
1: no such thing yeah. but i think ultimately it's like we if we if we withhold the labor it's like because you know when you're young it's like yeah fucking throw a molotov but realistically it's like it's got to be actual grassroots organizing and militancy and hold with withholding the labor because it's yeah. violent like they, they won that game like they, they got all the bombs like they got know, all and, the bombs and all the
0: tanks all the all the yeah. you know munitions yep. yeah no you're you're absolutely right um damn um so i know you got to jet in in uh a little bit but uh before we wrap yeah, sorry for
1: taking this off no. off the off the red oh no
0: no no the, the, this is a great great conversation i i uh, i think there's there's a lot to talk about there we could talk about about that for for hours but um i i <laughs> kind of um kind of circling back around here uh i did want to bring up recently um you know we we kinda use these drugs to get by in 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 society and life in our in our workplaces. And a big thing recently yep. has been uh this this Adderall shortage. Oh boy. Um which yeah. which I know you've you mentioned a little bit. Um mm-hmm. I I've got pretty bad ADHD and uh, you know, before it, you know before I found out I I just was just downing so much caffeine and um now now I'm pretty much I I I've got Adderall and then kratom helps me get through the day um right. Kratom yeah people uh, Yeah I mean it's 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 uh pretty benign but it does the trick for me mm-hmm. um so so I I I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit on this because there's a lot of um differing views on on what's causing this is it the supply chain is it the DEA because of the, these telehealth uh, companies ding, ding, prescribing ding. everyone Adderall, is this the <laughs> the war on drugs, the war on opioids, part two? Like, what what's your take on on, on I,
1: all this? I, I feel like uh, yeah, it's in, that is interesting to bring. Up. I I think it is a little bit of all of that, just in the sense that like you know these these wild fine like a lot of the big pharmacy chains were hit you know with with these with these fines uh, in the billions, and of course. They already had that all written off. Like they're still, you know, doing fine. They've had their problems. They're like, all right, that was the yeah, cost of doing business. They knew it was coming at some point. Yep. I think what's weird about the, the 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 spike in, um, uh, and I'm always also careful too because you know, as someone who's like, I don't care if you do none of the drugs or all of the drugs. Yeah, that's completely each individual person's. Uh, and that Adderall kratom uh, mixes it. You know, I, yeah. love, I love talking to people about like yeah. trying to find your mix and get sure, through it. Sure. Um and I feel like uh, Adderall felt like for a generation—and I was a little bit older. Uh, we weren't really diagnosed as much when I was a kid, or at least in, in my neck. the ADHD stuff. But you kind of look—looking back on it, you see yeah, yeah. some of it. Yeah. But, you know, th- there is no, like— the the idea this idea of being over-prescribed or being under-prescribed or whatever it is, I'm like, and people are blaming now, like, oh, all these illegitimate prescriptions that people got in telehealth during yep. the pandemic has now caught. And I'm like, again, this is the perfect, like, this divide and conquer shit. they it's yep. con- So instead of this idea of, like, well, okay, well, who's profiting from this and what's the DEA's role in Because they're the ones with the boot on the neck. They're the ones that they have all the, the power in terms of being like, we either, you know, we're at the point of the chemicals that even make this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can we can try to choke the supply chain in that way. Yeah. Um. Well, as the fentanyl just floods the streets, they can't actually do that. But for, for the phar- for, yeah, for the pharmaceuticals, it, it, it they 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 do that. And I think on the heels of the opioid crisis, we're definitely seeing. A really sick game play out right now which is basically like all right get all these prescriptions which there's no such thing as in my mind of a legitimate illegitimate what the fuck does it, it yeah, even matter you're getting it off you know not even have a prescription for. i mean these are just mm-hmm. chemicals that if you want to use them you use them yep uh but i feel like it, instead it was the same with the pain chronic pain patients turning on people going well now they ruined all these fucking junkies are out here ruining it for people who actually need it like uh-huh. legitimate and, the, and you hear that word thrown around so so often where i'm like What are we equating like, you know, um, emotional, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, medication that you're using for whatever trauma you're working through, whatever your emotion versus physical pain, like back pain versus just party time versus whatever yeah all of these are as legitimate as any uh-huh. other one so i'm like yeah. that's the kind of language of people who are trying to uh, again just divide and so now it's this like scramble to yeah the, to every month to the pharmacy exactly for people i mean I, jesus christ you're important. i see the lines like out and people are running all over you go to this cvs they have it here they not have it there it's like let's check reddit I'm I, like, yeah. this is not yeah you know this know. is not how uh it's brutal for people and i don't have it as as much as you know, as, as some people that I know that are really have gone through it in the last few months. Man, oh, so yeah. You're pulling the rug out from people.
0: been a total nightmare for me. I mean, because obviously when you have ADHD, the last thing you want to do is fucking call seven pharmacies um, and dude, ask yes, them what strength Adderall they have and then get a yelled sick, at. What sick, yep. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, and then there's the <sighs> treatment there on that. Yes, you're calling I in.
1: There's all, all your drugs. that so You're doing whatever. And it's exactly. like, what a
0: shit dynamic they've set up here. And 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 they're, the people on the phone with you, the pharmacy tax. they're not getting paid, uh, you know. A great wage either. They're just fucking frustrated and tired no. of yep. all of all this too. You know, it, it's yep. it's it is divide and conquer, and it 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 really reminds me of like the 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 whole like welfare queen rhetoric. Like, oh, these benefits are being abused by by uh you know fakers who are just 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 loafing around taking your yep. your hard earned pay. It's like how fucking obvious can we can we make it to, to like. We we don't and have we just to saw this people. play
1: out with the what's wild too is now you see with 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 the, with the poison drug supply, this is these are the sick this is the sick real world implications of what you're fucking doing here because I had this happen to people in my fam uh, my family over the over the last year as well. You go for fucking. Having people have this medication, they have it exactly this regimen, exactly set up the way they are. Try to get through to do to go and have their fucking labor <laughs> exploited yeah. for your bullshit to show up and do yeah. the goddamn this the sick game you want exactly. them to play. So they're doing it exactly. And now you get to this thing where you go, we just saw what happened with the opioids when you when you pull, you start threatening doctors, and so there's less prescriptions. Whatever. Uh-huh. You got a lot of drugstore cowboys, people getting desperate, and you know uh, driving a, a truck through you know through a right aid in the middle of the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then once all that kind of goes out, it's like. People go to go to to the internet. They go to yes. wh- wherever they can get. Yes. And now these pill presses. It's like so. You you're you are actually like. I just want the DEA. Like you see the the, the representative of the DEA coming out. And Milgram's the, the head of it now. Mm-hmm. And you see them going on fucking you know on whatever morning shows and whatever doing their their one pill can kill blah blah. And you're just like, well, then here's what you've done. You've now pulled out the supply, so you have people who are are, are in need of this medication to function. And, and and they have to turn to a market where where the, it's a fucking crapshoot exactly where, you're, where they might get a fucking try to get Adderall and get fentanyl yeah. where you're yeah. like Jesus it's yeah. not even in the same like so at yeah. this point you're like you're killing people exactly like, just own what you what it is you're doing here you're, you're playing games with people's lives
0: it's an elimination game and it, it it does seem pretty sinister that was very well said Murph um, I I think we're gonna wrap up I wanted to. Um, you know, thank you so much again for taking the time out to talk with me. Um, is Absolutely. there anything this that was, we didn't? Wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much. Is, is there anything that, that you wanted to, to cover first, and also um, if you want to plug any projects or you know anything Absolutely. that's going on with you, I can I I, I I will link it all in the show notes.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, just a, a weekly dose podcast is. Uh, um, uh, I have a, a guest on. I have just different. Kind of uh, old school, like uh, segments, like you know, uh, 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 just goofy shit to move to move it along. But yeah. basically, it's just a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them, and kind of the stuff we've just been talking about now with the Adderall. It's a lot of yeah. just kind of uh, shining a little bit of a light on on, on how absurd uh, you know the, the the drug policy has become at this point. Yeah, break the um, stigma. But yeah, uh, selfmedicatedpod. dot com, um, and uh, it's uh, new episodes every Wednesday for that. At Murph Meyer on on Instagram, uh, and just wanted to to, to to give you some love on the way out the door here because. I know what you're going through. It so many people struggle in these last few months. It's rough, man. It is rough. It so.
0: is, yeah. No. The fact that you're still doing a show here and you're, you're <laughs> doing
1: your damn thing. God bless you. Hey, God thank bless you so much. God bless all kids out here. It's,
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's tough, but we keep going. And uh, We we'll, do, we do. We'll win in the end because we've got, we we got, we got numbers on our side. Um, That's right. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. Um, and have a good rest of your night. Talk to you uh, Thanks for having me, soon. Take all care, all right. bud. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it. I want to thank Murph Meyer uh, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It was a real honor. And please go check out his podcast, Self-Medicated Weekly Dose. He does a lot of uh, good work, you know, kind of breaking down the, the stigma of drug use. Uh, and I've listened myself. It's, it's very good. A lot of fun. Um, if you yourself are a job jumper... Please reach out, email us at jobjumperspod at gmail.com. We want to hear your story. If you want to be on the podcast, great. If you want to send me your story so it can be read on the podcast, that's awesome too. Jobjumperspod at gmail.com. And, you know, while you're on your computer or your phone, why don't you go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and leave a nice glowing review. That would be much appreciated also. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at JobJumpersPod. And, you know, most importantly, keep jumping, folks.